Respected elders and beloved of Islam, undoubtedly Masjid Al-Aqsa holds a very very high rank in the heart of every believer. Masjid Al-Aqsa holds a very very high rank in Islam. We'll find that in the Quran Majid, reference is made to Masjid Al-Aqsa at times directly and at times indirectly. Masjid Al-Aqsa is mentioned in the Quran Majid approximately 70 times. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had used the area of Masjid Al-Aqsa, the land of Palestine, he referred to as Baytul Maqdis. This area was a place of refuge and a place of comfort for many Anbiya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we know the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was such that Allah ta'ala sent Anbiya upon the surface of this earth to call the people towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Anbiya gave da'wat and the people declined and rejected that Allah ta'ala saved the Nabi and Allah ta'ala destroyed the people so when Allah ta'ala destroyed the nation of Lut salam that Allah ta'ala saved Lut from the punishment that had been carried out in the nation of Lut and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took Lut to Palestine, to Masjid al-Aqsa, to Baytul Maqdis. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Ibrahim salam also, and Allah ta'ala saved Ibrahim salam from the fire. Then Ibrahim salam Allah mentions, that we saved him, meaning Ibrahim salam and we saved Lut towards the land allati barakna fiha. Such a land that is blessed. Allah Ta'ala when he talks about Palestine in the Quran Majid, 
But Allah Ta'ala refers to it as the blessed land, a land which is blessed. The opening verses of Surah Israel, 15th para of the Quran, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala talks about the Mi'raj of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Therein also, Barakna Hawlahu, such a land which we had blessed around him. Nabi Suleiman Alayhi Salam was one such Nabi that has spent a lot of time in Palestine and many of the structures even today that are existing are attributed to Nabi Suleiman Alayhi Salam. Suleiman Alayhi Salam made dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He made dua for three things. One dua he made to Allah Ta'ala, Rabbi habni mulkan la yamrati li ahadin min ba'di, innaka antal wahab. You know, Allah, give me a kingdom, a very, very large and vast kingdom, and such a kingdom that after me, nobody else is going to have such a kingdom. Allah Ta'ala accepted this dua of Suleiman Alayhi Salaam. And Allah Ta'ala, many, many places in the Quran, talks about the kingdom and the power and the strength that Allah Ta'ala had given Suleiman Alayhi Salaam. Wali Suleiman al-Riha, huwa shahrun wa rawahuha shahr. Suleiman Alayhi Salaam, when he travels with the wind, Allah Ta'ala had given him control, not only over insan, not only over jinnat, Sayyidina Salam had control of the wind. What used to normally take a, an entire month journey in that time, Sayyidina Salam used to cover it in one morning by traveling with the wind. What used to take an entire month, Sayyidina Salam, in the evening, he should stride with the wind and he should cover an entire month's journey just by traveling with the wind. Allah talks about the army of Sayyidina Salam, that the army of Sayyidina Salam straightened the rows. His army consisted of jinnat, his army consisted, consisted of man, his army also consisted of birds also. Sulaiman had control of the birds, Allah had given him a very very vast and large kingdom. And this area, this the army of Sulaiman is now marching. And hatta ida atu ala wadin namr. Quran mentioned they came to the colony of ants. This area also is Philistine. And Allah subhanahu wa talks about it, that such control Sulaiman had, that he could even hear the whispering of the ant. Quran says that the ant told, Ya, you are not masakin. I told the other ants, they go and enter into your dwelling so that the army of Sulaiman does not trample over you. This ant colony is also in uh, Philistine. Allah also talks about Sulaiman traveling. Wali Sulaiman riha asifatan tajri bi amrihi ilal ardillati barakna fiha. Sulaiman used to travel, he used to travel to the land, allati barakna fiha, the blessed land, referring to Philistine. The second dua that Nabi Sulaiman made was when he passed judgment in any matter. If any case came to him and he passed judgment in any matter, then he made dua to Allah Ta'ala that Allah must make it such that he passed judgment in a fair manner. Allah Ta'ala accepted this dua of his also. The third dua that he made, you know Allah, whoever visits this Masjid Al-Aqsa, solely for the purpose of ibadah and performing salah, May that person be forgiven. These are the three du'as that Sulaiman made. We find that Masjid al-Aqsa was our first Qibla. As a Maymuna asked Rasulullah regarding Masjid al-Aqsa, Nabi Akhirim mentioned that if you have the ability and your capability of going to visit it, visit it. But if you are unable to visit it, then at least send money to that masjid to light the lamps of that masjid. One hadith Nabi Akhirim mentions that that person who puts on his ihram at Masjid al-Aqsa and thereafter he travels for Umrah. The rawi of the hadith mentioned that either Jannah becomes wajib for him or all his sins are forgiven. Nabi Akhirim one hadith mentions that that person who performs salah in Masjid al-Haram, he gets the reward of a hundred thousand times more than salah performed in his local masjid. That a person who performs salah in Masjid al-Nabawi, he gets the reward of, of one thousand times more than perform, salah performed in his local masjid. And that person who performs salah in Masjid al-Aqsa, 
he gets the reward of 500 times more than Salah performed in his local masjid. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions regarding Masjid al-Aqsa that la tushaddur rihal illa ila thalathati masajid that a person should not undertake any journey except the three masajid Masjid al-Haram wa Masjidi hadha wa Masjid al-Aqsa either it is from Masjid al-Haram my Masjid that is Masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or to Masjid al-Aqsa one sahabi asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that which was the first masjid to be built upon the surface of this earth. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that it was Masjid al-Haram. Thereafter the sahabi asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which was the second masjid to be built upon the surface of this earth. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied that the second masjid to be built upon the surface of this earth was Masjid al-Aqsa. He asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what is the time period between Masjid Al-Haram and Masjid Al-Aqsa, how many years in between? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa replied that it was 40 years from the Masjid Al-Haram to Masjid Al-Aqsa being built. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is mentioned regarding Masjid Al-Haram and Masjid Al-Aqsa that there are only two masjids whose name is mentioned in the Quran. Many masjids are referenced to like Masjid Al-Quba is made reference to etc. and other masjids, Masjid Al-Nabi also made reference in the Quran in Majid. But as far as the name of the masjid, there are only two masjids whose name is specifically mentioned in the Quran, that is Subhan al-Ladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa. These are the only two names, masjids whose names come in the Quran and Majid. We find as I mentioned earlier, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had used Masjid al-Haram as a place of comfort and safety for Anbiya Allah ta'ala had taken Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Allah ta'ala had taken Lut alayhi salam, it was a place of Dawud alayhi salam, Suleiman alayhi salam, other Anbiya, Maryam alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, they were all in Palestine. Allah Ta'ala had also used Masjid al-Haram, as a uh, Masjid al-Aqsa, as a place of comfort for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam also. You find that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salam in Makkah, went through a lot of hardship and difficulties, time doesn't permit us to go through all the details. But after years and years and years upon hardship, one was the boycott in the valley of Abu Talib. Several years being boycotted. After that, Nabi Kareem sallallahu lost two of his most beloved, close, near and dear ones. His own uncle who was like a biological father to him, Abu Talib, passed away after the boycott. And thereafter, his beloved wife, our mother, Hazrat Khadija al-Kubra, she passed away. These were very, very close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam undertook a journey to Taif thereafter. Lengthy incident, we cannot go through it. But Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was persecuted to such an extent that the entire body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was dripping and flowing with blood. And the Mubarak shoes of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam became clogged with blood on that occasion. In one hadith, many, many years later, I said, Aisha asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that which was the most difficult time in your life. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned it wasn't on the day of Uhud when the Sahaba suffered the difficulty, but it was on that occasion of Taif, the most difficult day in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After all these years, Amul Huzn, Allah Ta'ala called Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam on a journey, a miraculous journey. And that miraculous journey, Allah Ta'ala had used Masjid al-Aqsa to be part of the journey. That the journey was from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa. Masjid al-Aqsa is the only masjid upon the surface of this earth where guaranteed every single Nabi read Salat. This, this honor is not even given to Masjid al-Haram, but Masjid al-Aqsa guaranteed every Nabi read Salat in Masjid al-Aqsa 
Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the Imam. All the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam performed salah behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Masjid al-Aqsa was thereafter afforded an opportunity in our understanding. It's not in any hadith or anything, but our understanding, Masjid al-Aqsa can be termed as the gateway to the heavens. The only journey that has ever taken place to the heavens was by Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah ta'ala had chosen Masjid al-Aqsa as the masjid for this venue to the heavens. So this is the some of the virtues that I had mentioned regarding Masjid al-Aqsa and Masjid al-Aqsa was always controlled by Anbiya was through, through the annals of history it was the place of Anbiya wasalam, is the place wherein the Wahdaniyat wherein the Tawheed wherein the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was being propagated we find that in, as far as this Ummah goes in the Ummah of Muhammad wasalam, Masjid al-Aqsa the keys of Masjid al-Aqsa was first handed to the believers in the year 15 after Hijrah, approximately three to four years after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. During the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he had dispatched many, many armies. And one of the leaders who had conquered many, many territories in the Roman and the Persian Empire was Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he defeated a Roman army. The Sahaba were 40,000, the Roman army was 400,000. But Hazrat Amr ibn As defeated him. And thereafter, part of this army, they fled to Masjid al-Aqsa and they took refuge around the fortified walls of Jerusalem. Hazrat Amr ibn As goes with the army, they laid siege to Masjid al-Aqsa and for approximately three to four months, in bitter winter cold, they were unable to enter Masjid al-Aqsa. They had laid siege but they could not enter. Eventually, Hazrat Amr ibn As came to know that according to their scriptures, it is mentioned that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is the one that is going to conquer Masjid al-Aqsa. So he sends a message to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Amirul Mu'mineen, that your help is needed here. This is what they are mentioning, that you are the one that is going to conquer. Hazrat Umar makes mashallah with the Sahaba, and thereafter in the year 15 after Hijrah, embarks on this lengthy journey from Madinah Munawwara to Masjid al-Aqsa. He does not go with any army. Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu and his slave boy with just one animal between them. Sharing this animal to undertake this journey from Madinah to Masjid al-Aqsa. And it was such, Hazrat Umar anhu, despite being Amir al-Mu'mineen, he was noted for his simplicity. He should take turns with his slave boy in riding the animal. Sometimes Hazrat Umar used to ride the animal, sometimes his slave boy used to ride the animal. On the last leg of the journey, when they are about to enter Palestine, it was the turn of the slave boy to ride the animal. The slave, out of respect for the master, tells Hazrat Umar anhu, that now we are about to enter Palestine, we are about to come to Masjid al-Aqsa, we are about to face the enemy. You ride the animal, let me lead the animal. Hazrat Umar refused. He said, no, it is your turn and you ride the animal. So in that condition, Hazrat Umar leading the animal, his slave boy riding upon the animal, they enter Palestine, they enter the area around Masjid al-Aqsa. The Kuffar leaders looking at this, spectacle in front of them that here is the leader Amir al-Mu'mineen of the believers he is holding the animal his slave is riding the animal immediately when they witness this they realize this is what has been prophesied to us and without any bloodshed without any fight being put up immediately they take the keys of Masjid al-Aqsa they take the keys of the Jerusalem city and they give it to the hands of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala that was in the year 15th of the Hijrah from that time till the year 14 uh, till the year 495 after Hijrah, close to 500 years, Masjid al-Aqsa remained in the hands of the believers. In the year 495, 
the Christian crusaders launched an attack upon Palestine and they killed many many Muslims it is recorded that approximately 70,000 Muslims were made shaheed in that period between 495 and 583. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had intended for Masjid al-Aqsa to once again be returned to the hands of the believers and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that occasion had chosen Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullah alayhi. What was the power, what was the strength that Hazrat Salahuddin had had? But more than that, it was the qurbani and sacrifice and his taqwa that he had. It is mentioned regarding Salahuddin and we have almost run out of time. I'm not going to much detail further. But just very, very briefly, it is mentioned regarding Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullah alayhi. That despite being a leader, he never ever had the opportunity to perform Hajj or Umrah. Despite being a leader, zakat never became wajib upon him. He didn't have to pay zakat having so little wealth. He was such that he shouldn't eat properly. People used to ask him that there is food available. Why are you not eating? He said that how can I taste the taste of food? How can I enjoy the taste of food? And how can I enjoy the taste of the drink that is being presented when Masjid al-Aqsa is in the hands of the disbelief? It is mentioned that he hardly used to sleep at night crying for the liberation of Masjid al-Aqsa. And with this type of taqwa and with this type of qurbani and sacrifice in the year 583, almost a hundred years in the hands of the Christian crusaders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again returned Masjid al-Aqsa to the hands of the believers. And we find that from the year 583 till English date 1947, approximately 1300 and 80 around there should be. So for many many hundred years later, Masjid al-Aqsa remained in the hands of the believers until the Yahudis had taken it over. So this is some brief history regarding Masjid al-Aqsa and the control by the believers. Today we are sitting in a, such a situation and we are facing such a difficult time when not only is Masjid al-Aqsa not in the control of the believers but Muslims are being massacred, the izzat, the respect of Muslims is being violated and to make it worse we are so powerless that we are unable to retaliate in any way. And there isn't any force that is powerful in our eyes that we can see upon the land that can, that can, that can retake Masjid al-Aqsa. But friends and elders, we find that our duty, our responsibilities as believers is to turn back to the Quran and turn back to the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu What is our duty and our responsibility in this moment and time? First and foremost, friends and elders, we have to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What has, what has made Masjid al-Aqsa, Masjid al-Aqsa? It was a journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that has given Masjid al-Aqsa the prominence. And on that journey, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa a gift. And that gift that Allah ta'ala had given Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a mi'raj, a miraculous journey, like how we have family members that go on journeys, and they come back with gifts, and they will give us such a gift that will be beneficial to us. So that journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah ta'ala had given Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a gift. And that gift is a tool, is a mi'raj of every believer. We cannot undertake that mi'raj in our lives. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us an opportunity of taking a mi'raj five times a day. Aqrabu ma yakoonu al-abdu min rabbihi wa huwa sajid. Salah is a mi'raj of a mu'min. The gift of mi'raj is salah. 
the closest that a person goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when he in his sajda. When a person says Allahu Akbar and he stands in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is his mi'raj, direct flight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran in Majid, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bi sabri wa salah. O people of Iman, you want the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, come upon salah. Seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Establish salah. Not just read salah, but establish salah. Even the Jews say this, and it is mentioned from them also, that we do not fear the Muslims. But the day we will start fearing the Muslims is when the masjid is full at the time of Fajr Salah as it is full at the time of Jummah Salah. Until we do not see that, we are not afraid of the Muslims. We have lost, we have lost our way, we have gone away from our original objective and our ori original target in life. Friends and elders, that is the first and foremost step. Second step, friends and elders, to bring about the sunnah in our lives. We talk about boycotting and definitely boycotting is something that we should do. It, it has its benefits and it is our conscience also that we know well and they are not hiding it. They are mentioning to, we are arming the Israeli army, we are, we are contributing towards this regime and we are assisting in killing the Muslims. What type of heart do we have now to go and support them and buy things from them, buy, purchase their products and support them? So yes, it is not something that's haram to purchase something that is contributing to the regime but it's your conscience. A person's conscience will get to him that how can I assist in this matter. So definitely we should boycott. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also thought about boycotting Khali from Yahud, boycott the Jews. But what did Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa advise us? On the occasion of Ashura in Muharram, when Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba made Hijrah to Madinah Munawwara, this was the Jews who were fasting on the day of Ashura, 10th of Muharram. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked why are they fasting? It was mentioned that is that day that Musa alayhi salam was saved from the tyrant of Firaun. Allah Ta'ala destroyed Firaun, Allah Ta'ala saved Musa alayhi salam. Nabi Akhirin says, Nahnu ahakwa bi Musa minkum, that we are more rightful to Musa alayhi salam. And then after Nabi Akhirin said, that oppose the Jews, boycott them. But Nabi Akhirin was not talking about boycotting products. Nabi Akhirin sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, that boycott their ways. Just they fasting on the 10th, you fast 9th or 11th, 9th, 10th or 10th and 11th. That fast one day extra or one day, one day before or one day after. If Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam has ordered us not to follow the Jews in an act of ibadat with a sawab, how much more we have to be careful of following their life and bringing about into our lifestyle. Today, we are ready to, sla we are ready to chant slogans against them. But in that very, very chanting, we are following and emulating in the, them in their lifestyle. So this was a boycott in the Nabi Akhirim Sallallahu Alaihi spoken about that do not follow the Jews. In one hadith Nabi Akhirim Sallallahu mentions that the time will come and will follow them till they go into the lizard hole. So this was the teaching of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam bring about the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our lives. Remove the, the liking of their lifestyle. Remove the liking of their ways from our lives and bring about the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our lives. And friends and elders, very very important uh, terminate upon this uh, to bring about taqwa into our lives, toba into our lives. Increase in Tawbah, make excessive Tawbah. We are not suggesting by any way that it is a punishment that is afflicted them. Rather, their Iman is of the highest level. But we want the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come upon us. Tawbah brings about the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sinning, disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about the rot and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala 
remove the sufferings of Muslim brothers and sisters in Palestine. Allah Allah makes it easy for them and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant victory to the believers and return Masjid al-Aqsa to the rightful hand of the believers. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Al-Masjid-Al-Aqsa قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تشد الرحال إلا إلى ثلاثة مساجد مسجد الحرام ومسجد الأقصى ومسجدي هذا أي مسجد النبوي صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله أرض الفلسطين مسكن الأنبياء والمرسلين أول قبلة للمصلين نبي الله إبراهيم عليه السلام هاجر إلى فلسطين جاء في سيرته إني ذاهب إلى ربي سيهدين نبي الله لوط عليه السلام نجاه الله من العذاب بعد أن ترك قومه هاجر إلى أرض فلسطين قال تعالى ونجيناه ولوطا إلى الأرض التي باركنا فيها للعالمين نبي الله داود عليه السلام عاش بفلسطين وبنى فيها المحراب قال تعالى وهل أتاك نبأ الخصم إذ تصوروا المحراب أمة الإسلام والقرآن فلسطين عربية فلسطين عربية فلسطين عربية مولد عيسى بن مريم عليه السلام ومن علامات آخر الزمان أنه سينزل عند المنازل منارة البيضاء وسيقتل الدجال عند باب اللد في هذه الأرض نعم فلسطين عربية اللهم ارحم إبادك المظلومين والمستضعفين في في أرض فلسطين وفي كل مكان وحين اللهم حرر مسجد الأقصى من الغاصبين الظالمين 
يا أرحم الراحمين آمين يا رب العالمين أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ورسائل المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على أزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياة مثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أصد الله وأصد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وأن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابه لا تتقذون غرضا من بعدهم من أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خزل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين اللهم ارحم إخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين اللهم احفظ مسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم عجل بنصرهم يا قوي يا عزيز اللهم لعن الكفرة الذين يسدون عن سبيلك اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم زلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم أهلكهم كما أهلكت عاد وثمود عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون as if Christopher Linda got straight in the steps and tried to do heels on the leg. Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Al-Sirat Wal-Mustaqim Sirat Wal-Ladhina An'amta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghubi Alayhim Walaw Subhanallah, the Asra, the Abdi, 
من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وآتينا موسى الكتاب وجعلناه هدى لبني إسرائيل ألا تتخذوا ألا تتخذوا من دوني وكيلا ذرية من حملنا مع نوح إنه كان عبدا شكورا الله سمع الله لمن حميدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا وقضينا إلى بني إسرائيل في الكتاب لتفسدن في الأرض مرتين لتفسدن في الأرض مرتين ولتعلن علوا كبيرا فإذا جاء وعد أولاهما بعثنا عليكم بعثنا عليكم عبادا لنا أولي بأس شديد فجاسوا خلال الديار وكان وعدا مفعولا الله سمع الله لمن حميدا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وسلم وسلم اللهم إنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن غنتك اللهم أنت السلام وأنت السلام تبارك ربنا ذو الجلال والإكرام معنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا وليكم بصير برحمتك يا أرحم